You know, I wrote down that other line you came up with, the one about how if I've invented a machine with consciousness, I'm not a man, I'm God. I don't think that's exactly what I just thought, man, that is so good when we get to tell the story, you know? I turned to Caleb, and he looked up at me and he said, you're not a man, you're God. What is up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Rotten Potatoes, a podcast where four friends sit down and review movies you absolutely should have seen already, but one of us haven't. And so uh, this week we're talking about Ex Machina. <laughs> Did you that was Scott. I almost check got confused because we were talking about Deuce Ex Machina, uh-huh. and I almost said Deuce Ex Machina, but I was yeah, like, that's not a it, movie. It's Deus, that by movie. the way. But no, there's one called Deuce Ex Machina. Oh, a movie called Deuce. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yes, I made that joke off air, and then I found a movie called that. <laughs> I was like, is this the one you watched? It looked Which, really bad. Yeah. That one. Yeah, did. I'm sure it was. 6.7 on IMDb. Maybe it was decent. <laughs> oh, wow. Just That's a little higher bit than worse. I would have thought. Just no. a little bit worse than Fargo. Yeah. Well, I'm Tyler. I'm Jake. I'm Zach. And I already said we're talking about we're Ex Machina. We're doing Ex Machina. Yeah. Yeah. Why, why did you say it incredulously? I wasn't sure if you'd forget again. <laughs> oh, <okay>. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm a little bit concerned about Scott today. Why? You're just not yourself right now. You're you're seeming very boomer right now. Yeah, I feel like... I feel like I have always had boomer vibes. No? No. Well, a little bit. Okay. <laughs> Maybe. But not, not like this kind of boomer vibes, but like different oh, okay. kind of boomer vibes. Where what like, are, yeah, what like are not like, like dementia boomer <laughs> yeah, vibes. Yeah, but... <laughs> But just like I want to sit and watch the Patriot in my underwear every Saturday, boomer vibes. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which is still boomer vibes. It's just different. Yeah. Speaking of boomer vibes, uh, Scott, I I called and talked to your mom last night. Whoa, got him. <laughs> <laughs> Inappropriate. I know. Well, I wanted to talk to her about uh, turkey. Okay. Like I was making a turkey. Uh huh. And uh, and so we were talking, and uh, she was like, "Oh, Dave's here. Let me put you on speaker." And so I'm talking to the two of them and all of a sudden she just goes, Tyler, I'm sorry. Hang on a second. And I just hear like her and Pat Pap yelling at each other <laughs> in the background. <laughs> and it goes on for maybe 10, 15 seconds. Yeah. And I'm like, I, I'm like kind of chuckling to myself, but not out loud. And finally your dad just laughs and he's like, you know, <laughs> I just laughed. I was like, yep. So that's you pretty soon. You're going to be I Pat Pap. You're gonna wait. <laughs> oh, Scott's gonna leapfrog being his parents and become Pat yeah. Pap. <laughs> yeah, I feel like um, I might have something wrong with me. I, I've over the last like two years, like I struggle sometimes to really recall things, and like I can't bring it to memory. I'm like, really? I was like, man, I feel like I'm gonna have dementia when I'm older. Oh no, that would be a, a big bummer. Yeah, for me. It's going to make uh, the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to make the podcast so good, though, because we can redo all these movies. We can redo every movie, even as, ones that we've all seen as old men. We but, can redo the entire pod. Yeah. Like, the, <laughs> the struggle is going to be that Scott's not going to remember them enough to do the pod. <laughs> we'll just have to do one like live recordings at that point. Yeah. Like do it while like, we're like a mystery science theater. And then I'll be like, what are we watching? <laughs> <laughs> Who's that guy? Yeah. And yeah. we're like, Scott, you're so old. You're like 26 now. So we're, <laughs> we at that point are just making content, making fun of dementia. Yeah. <laughs> correct. Right? Okay. Yeah, correct. Oh man. But we are, we're doing ex machina and Scott, you picked this movie. I did, but you were also a late bloomer. I was, I've done this a few times. Um, but it's a movie that I hear talked about as something that's really good. Um, I hadn't seen it, and uh, I just was like, oh, I think I'm going to nominate it and just see what it's like. And uh, so, yeah, that's why I picked it. How did you feel about it? I liked it, actually. Oh, you were just talking, and you sounded so ambivalent about it. Yeah. I, I feel like I do that sometimes on movies that I feel like you guys will like just to make you a little nervous. Just to make <laughs> us sweat. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh Jake, Zach, and I had all seen this before, so uh -huh. we'll we'll get into our takes in a minute, but do you want to hit us with a little bit of just the facts? Yeah, so this was written and directed by Alex Garland. It released April 24th, 2015, has a runtime of 108 minutes. The other guys gave this a 92%. IMDb gave it a 7.7. Excuse me. Uh, it had a box office of 36.9, budget of 15 million. 
So uh, not that great of an ROA, but 2.5 return on that. It won Academy Award for Best Visual Effects and then uh, lost for Best Original Screenplay. And this is uh, now our second A24 film, right? Yeah, second A24 film. It's exciting. It's exciting like, yeah. for me. I, 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 I'm not trying to diminish that it's exciting for you. I, I just, it doesn't mean as much to me because I don't pay as much attention to that. Mm-hmm. But mm. Zach, yeah. you have like an A24 book at home, don't you? Like a coffee table book or, or something like that? I, I, it, not quite that. It's, it's a lot less cool than that. Oh, okay. That'd be a lot cooler <laughs> than what I paid money for. I, <laughs> I bought like, they, they released like this collection of like zines. Oh. I think is what how you would say, uh, <laughs> magazines. <laughs> no, no, I don't know what a zine is, but I hear people talking about zines. And yeah, they're not talking about magazines. Yeah, it's like it's different. Like they they called it a zine. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> I couldn't really. I I own some, and I still couldn't really tell you what they is are. Is a magazine just like a Donald Trump like zine? <laughs> I don't. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty. You got pretty boomer vibes. <laughs> no, but all that to say, uh, I have never really looked through them. I, I, I have. Uh, what's it called when you you have a regret over whatever you? Oh, buy? buyer's remorse. Yeah, I had some serious buyer's remorse with that purchase. Mm. Um, so. How much did it cost? Not much, but more than it should have. Probably like forty bucks or something like that. Okay. You can yeah. have buyer's remorse over 40 bucks. That That's too much to pay for that, I would say. It's, it's like a, really just like a collection of like some interviews from people. Like I think Jonah Hill was interviewed for mid 90s. I think actually Greta Gerwig. Maybe huh. I should go back and yeah, look maybe through you it. Should read I might like it more yeah. now. Yeah, but I never have. I uh, I got really close to, I, I ended up deciding not to, um, maybe like five, six months ago, buying... Um, a24 uh, prints and binds their scripts into books. Yeah, I've seen those. And uh, they're really attractive. And I was like, oh, man, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to totally buy a few of these. And then it was, yeah, they were like 40 bucks a piece. And I was like, and eh, maybe not. <laughs> I do have an A24 shirt. And I think it's a really cool shirt, but I don't wear it that often because I've had people say, oh, do you work for A24? And it's <laughs> just really not cool to have to say, no, I just like their movies. I'm just a fan. Yeah. So I don't, I don't do that very often. Well, eventually when we get to it, Scott, uh, or when she gets to listening to it, our coworker, Tammy, um, will mm. be very excited. She's a huge A24 fan. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard you guys talk about it. Mm-hmm. Um, interesting too. We talked about how they won the best visual effects uh, award and they were up a bun- against a bunch of like big budget films in that year, 2015. So they beat out the revenant with a budget of 135 million mad max with a budget of 150 million and then the force awakens with 200 million wow this beat the force awakens for mm-hmm. wow yeah it's pretty crazy that's impressive that's yeah. that's really impressive that's a big win yeah like honestly i think that's probably winning best effects against those in my opinion is bigger than winning best picture like it's a bigger accomplishment you know in yeah. my opinion. I mean, Star- The Force Awakens looked spectacular. Oh, yeah. It was stunning. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And, well, I think they used a lot of practical effects, though, because this was just... does Do practical effects and visual like count towards the visual effects category? Yeah. Because then I, I, I feel like The Revenant was almost entirely practical, right? Like, I don't think they had a lot of... No. With the bear? The bear. The bear is the only thing <laughs> that I can think of, though, I, I like think for the that, rest of the movie. I think they had a lot of... A okay. lot of special effects. I think what you're thinking about the Revenant is that they shot the entire thing with natural light, hmm. so they Could didn't be. have like artificial lighting at all, okay. which was like a big accomplishment at the time uh-huh. for like uh, cinematography. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. Well, well do, do you want me to go first, or do you guys want to go first? Well, you know, it's the last episode of the season. Yes, it is. And so I think we should do something. I think we should change things. And I think you should go first. Normally we have the late bloomer go last. Okay. I think that we should all give our opinion at the same time. Okay. okay. Ready, set, go. I was just okay. I really, yeah, I can't believe you think that. Podcast over. <laughs> all right. Wow, we all have really short opinions. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I wasn't sure what to expect. This was the movie that I think I thought it was something different than it was similar to um, like the Edward Scissorhand one. Like I thought it just in my brain, it was something different. Um, I don't remember what I confused this with, 
but it came up on a pod. Episode oh, you like thought this was ago. a different movie? Like you were confusing it with a different film? Uh, I thought the premise of the movie was something different. Oh, um, I don't remember. It was a Colin Farrell movie that I had had this confused with. Okay. Interesting. That was like futuristic or Min- lobster. Oh. Minority Report? I think it was Minority Report. Okay. Wait, Colin Farrell's in Minority Report? Yeah. Huh. Have um, you seen that movie? I haven't. It's another Tom Cruise another movie. Tom Cruise yeah, movie. I was going to say, you, I, we enumerated every Tom Cruise movie I've seen in, yeah. in the Jeremy Maguire episode. <laughs> But you also <laughs> forgot Colin Farrell was in it, so I wasn't sure if maybe you forgot well, Tom Cruise was I in it. I didn't forget he was in it as much as I never knew it. <laughs> uh, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I don't remember what episode we were talking about it on, but it was sometime this season we talked about how I had messed that one up. Um, and you guys were all like, that's not that movie. And oh, like, yeah. Oh. And that's why I ended up picking Ex Machina. Oh, okay. was because of that conversation on that, that podcast. Nice. Um, and so I was like, oh, okay, well, I have no clue what this is, so I'm just going to pick it and see where it goes. Um, but I really liked it. This is one of the first times I've seen, um, why am I blanking on his name right now? Donald Oscar, 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 Isaac. Oscar Isaac outside of star Wars. Like I haven't seen much of him. I mean, oh, I saw him in, uh, recently, uh, MCU, the other Moon Knight. Well, Moon Knight, but that's more, I was thinking movies. Uh, no, the big space movie that we, with also a Timothy Chalamet in it. Oh, Dune. Oh, Dune. Dune. Yeah. Yeah. Big space movie. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, Star Wars. Interstellar? Yeah. I was like, Scott, you're talking about Star How Wars. How is it not Star Wars? Do you actually have dementia? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. No, but yeah, Dune. Uh, so I haven't seen him in a ton, and I feel like he did good in Dune, and I feel like he did good in um, Moon Knight, but this was my first time like, kind of like seeing him do something a little bit different than those. Yeah. And so I thought he did really great. I really enjoyed him in this. Uh, and from the very beginning, I was kind of on edge about things um, and trying to like figure out what was going on. When it first started out at one point, I was like, oh, what if he's an AI? And I was thinking that for a little while. And maybe this whole thing is a test from some other type of big bad or something. And so, yeah, I thought it was fun. I, I didn't exactly see what was coming the whole time. Um, and then I thought even the way it ended with it, I wasn't sure whether it was her pretending or not. And so like it was... I, I really enjoyed the movie. I had a good time watching it. It's pretty rare for you that a movie keeps you on your toes, right? For the most part, I typically see things coming, but also for the most part, um, I do research on things before and right. I didn't with this. I just kind of went in super blind on it. Um, and so, yeah, I thought it was uh, a, a good watch um, that I th- thought was really interesting. Yeah. Zach, you had seen this movie before? I had seen this movie before. Um, I think we watched it together. We did. For the first time. Um, yeah, so I've, I've seen this movie a handful of times at this point, and I love it. I really, really like this movie a lot. It's probably one of my favorite movies of the last 10 years or so. Um, but I think almost every aspect of it is done excellently. Um, it's my favorite Oscar Isaac's performance, I think. Um I just think Nathan is a really fun character to hate, but then also just enjoy as well. Like I kind of, mm-hmm. I kind of feel both with him. Um, uh, I think it's a really unique set deck. Like I, I think it's really impressive and cool and it's just a ridiculously like compelling story. I love the music. The score I think is really good. I think the cinematography is good. I just like, this is one of those movies that like just makes me excited about filmmaking mm-hmm. and, and uh, I'm, I'm always excited to watch this movie. I really love this movie. And Jake, we also saw this movie together. Yeah, You showed me this movie when you came to visit me when I was in Seattle for those couple months. Uh, and I liked it then. I think I liked it less this time. Mm. Um, and honestly, it, it's, I don't even know that it's the movie's fault. It's something like, it's hard for me. I, like I work in tech and it's hard for me to watch a movie about tech and not think about just how they're just saying a bunch of stuff that doesn't make any sense. (laughs) Uh, and it's like not things don't work the way that they're doing it. And it's hard for me to get over it. And I think I need to, because like, I don't think that should detract from the movie, but like even at the core of it, like the idea that somebody has made a robot that can turn on them and kill them without them stopping it means that they have done a terrible job yeah. making that robot, yeah. you know? And so like, it, it's hard for me to like, like buy into the, the whole conceit of the movie at points where I'm like, this doesn't, it just doesn't make sense. But I think I just need to, I don't think that's the movie's fault. Like, I think that the movie, that's not what the movie's about. 
Yeah. And so I need to get over it and I still like it and I still enjoyed it and like having, but I had to manage that mm. for myself. Have yeah, you seen iRobot? I have. How do you feel about that? I haven't seen it in a very long time, okay. but iRobot is also like, just like it's a an, good time. You know, yeah. it's not like, well, and it's also an Isaac Asimov story. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, I don't know. I, I haven't seen it. I couldn't comment on it. I'd have to I was just it. wondering how you felt about like, I know they're very different films. Um, but you talked about how you felt like he did a bad job making the robot because the robot could hurt him essentially. Um, and in that movie, like there was like the laws that prevented it, but then it still happened. Like, uh, yeah, I don't like know. Isaac Asimov machines. was just a sci-fi writer, right? Mm-hmm. Like he wasn't a computer scientist. Uh, I, but they, they, I had a professor who talked about Isaac Asimov's laws of robotics a million times. Uh, but I don't know, like at, at the root of it, like if you're telling me that I'm going to build a, a walking around thing, I'm going to give myself some sort of administrator privilege <laughs> and like, like a little God mode yeah. to say like, you no, know, this is not what's happening. Yeah. Like it, but it's doesn't like, that like, it's like building a microwave that there is a chance, like a, a randomized chance that it will just detonate. It's like, don't build a microwave that does that. Like, yeah. <laughs> I feel like it, in, or, in order to do that, though, you like prohibit it from actually being AI. I philosophically don't think that we can create uh, artificial consciousness. And I don't I don't I don't feel like that is something that could happen. And I don't feel like people who and maybe I'm wrong, but I don't feel like a lot of people who work in AI are trying to do that feel that yeah. way sure uh i think that like that's not what this movie is about you yeah, know but it, you're not it's bothered. a lot about like what it what it means to be human or whatever i think is, is is a lot of things that they're talking but like i think that like um the the idea is like and i think that's the idea behind the turing test that he's uh he's putting out is it's not can't have i made a thinking machine because i don't think that people i don't think alan turing was envisioning a thinking machine just if you can't tell, then does it matter? Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. And so I don't think that anybody, like, I don't know. So that that's my thought is like, I don't think any, I don't, I don't see the need and I don't think it's possible to create a actually intelligent machine. It's so, um, I'm thrilled to hear you say that, Jake, because I've uh, long held silently that same opinion. Uh-huh. But I felt like that's like, uh, that's an unpopular opinion. Like I can't, I, I can't say that out loud. Like, yeah, no, I don't think it's possible. Yeah. What, uh, what part of it do you feel like is impossible? It, I don't think that people are going to find this that interesting. I, this is a conversation I feel like I can't contribute to at all, but I'm very interested okay. in it. <laughs> then, so sure. I think people I, may find okay. this very interesting. If people are interested. Um, I think that like, at the end of the day, what you have is not like it's only thinking what I have told it to think. And it, it, it's only not I, but the, the whoever the programmer, the programmer is. It, and it, it like it can only do things in the bounds that I have allowed it to do. Uh, and like I can't. I don't think that there is I don't think that consciousness is just the ability to uh have a realistic real feeling conversation you know like at the end of the day no matter what it is like this is just determined by you know somebody's code they haven't made a mind in 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 my thought like it's just like if, if i put this thing in the same situation it doesn't have any choice but to do exactly what it did and it will do that every time based off of those parameters it doesn't have any free will it doesn't have any any choice in the matter it just is doing that Right. And I don't think that we can create something like that. Yeah. Like I, I it, genuinely, I think that what he, that quote, uh, that, that clip we had at the beginning where they're talking about like, like if you can do that, you are God mm-hmm. making life. And I don't think that we can. Do you feel like that statement you said of um, doing the same thing, if given the exact same situation is any different to humans? I think so. I think that we have the will to do what we want, no matter what is put in front of us. Like I, it's not that like maybe every time I do make the same choice, but I don't have to. 
if that makes sense. It's kind of interesting, and we can move on. Uh, like, I don't want to belabor it. I do want to talk about this movie, but it is kind of interesting that, um, like, uh, how intertwined um, theology and, uh, like, the philosophy around artificial intelligence, how intertwined those two things are. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, if I think if you believe that AI is possible, you must also believe that humans do not have free will. Mm. Like, I think that those two, I think that those two things are like logically, uh, correlated. I think I agree with that, that sentiment. Yeah. And that's why at, 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 at its core, like it's just a machine. And so, you know what, Nate, should have just been able to stop. <laughs> you well, and you died and it's your fault. Y- yeah. I mean, it is. I mean, and, and really like one of the like, you know, possible like theories about this movie, about the story of the movie is that he like, she still doesn't have free will. And he literally programmed the He programmed this machine to do this. And like Alex Garland even talked about that, that like he, he kind of thinks that like Nathan did program the machine to kill him basically, like not consciously or intentionally, but the, what he programmed the machine to do, it just did. And that was to escape Yeah, at all costs. Like Uh that was the machine's programming escape at all costs. And it did that and it ended up resulting in his death. And that's entirely his fault. It's not the machine's choice or the machine's like, um, like there's a causal relationship there, but it's not like, uh, like there's no like malice of intent basically. Mm. But I'd seen this movie a couple of times. Obviously I saw it with Zach in theaters. Uh, and, uh, I loved it. This was the first Alex Garland movie I'd ever seen. Mm. This was the first Alex Garland, anything I'd seen. Um, and I've loved everything he's come out with since I love devs, the TV show, I loved uh, Annihilation. I think he's a super interesting mind. Like, I think he comes up with some really cool, crazy ideas. Uh, and I, this was, I think, the the first thing that I really saw Oscar Isaac in. Mm. Um, like, he had done some TV appearances before that I had seen him in. Um, but, you know, nothing too crazy. Uh, and man, I just thought he was a powerhouse. And I remember walking away from this movie being so blown away that such a good movie could exist with only three actors. Mm -hmm. Like it's such a compelling movie. I'm never bored. I'm never, it's never stale. Uh, I'm never wanting more. Uh, and there are only three characters. You know, technically, I guess there's like, you know, a few other actors because there's like the people in his office, like the extras in his office. And there's the the pilot, the robot assistant and the robot assistant. But like for the most part, like we're really just with these three characters the Mm -hmm. whole time. And uh, I just am blown away by how much it can deliver given such little resource. Yeah, I agree. I think it was uh, really well done. I thought cinematography was really good. Uh, I thought the lighting was really good. Oh, the lighting when when the the room goes red, when the hallway goes red. Oh, that's it's so compelling. Mm-hmm. Like it it it's evocative, you know. And then, uh, oh, real quick, also like speaking of lighting, the Oscar Isaac dance sequence. <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny. It might be just one of the most incredible scenes in any movie ever because it's so funny, but it's also very disturbing. Like it's very yeah. unnerving. What is what does he say? He said something about like a, he's like, you can cut yourself. He's like, I'm gonna be cutting up the dance floor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was really funny. Uh, yeah. Why why was he cutting himself? Was he checking to see if he was a machine? Yeah. Like he wasn't sure at that point. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I think that that's what, like, I think, uh, you know, I think we find out in the movie, if I remember right, we find out that uh, Nathan had been watching him the whole time. And that was really like, it was, I think, Jake, you're right. Like, the movie really isn't about uh, artificial intelligence per se. It's really about what what is humanity. Uh-huh. Um, and, like, even just that, like, I think that's, Nathan is is 
uh, like putting him, what's his name again? Uh, Caleb. Caleb. Putting Caleb through, like Caleb is the experiment, not mm-hmm. Ava. For sure. Totally. Zach, you said you like super love this movie. Mm-hmm. What are some of the things that you love the most about it? Um, I think, I mean, I think a lot of what we've already been talking about. I, uh, I really like the acting in this movie. Um, like Tyler said, I, Oscar Isaac is really great in this movie. Uh, so is Alicia Vikander. I think she's kind of incredible in this movie too. Um, that was the the first role I had ever seen from her. Same. Um, what I, else has she done? She's been in some stuff since that I think I've seen. I, I think, think she, she was, was Tomb Raider. Yeah, Lara, she Lara was Croft. the new Tomb Raider. She was in um, a really fun movie that I enjoyed called The Man from Uncle. Um, she's been in a couple other things. I don't remember. I, I feel like I haven't seen her in much in a while. Mm. Um, but she I did something recently. But yeah, I had never heard of her before. Um, but I feel like this movie is able to be really exciting and most of it is just conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, uh, like, I think you could have made Nathan this really like, like it just kind of exist in his mind, super smart, articulate, you know, nerdy for lack of a better word character. Um, but I feel like he's so fun to watch because he's kind of a bro guy, mm-hmm. you know, like, like I love some of that dialogue where where Caleb is kind of being that really nerdy coder mm-hmm. and just wants to talk like shop with him and he's like, dude, just tell me how you feel. Like and mm-hmm. he's like, she's incredible. And he's like, dude, like <laughs> like I can't help but like Nathan even though he's a terrible person. Yeah. He's he's charismatic. He's super charismatic. He's not likable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, know? exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, and yeah, like it. it really it's dark it's super dark at times i think it's very compelling um like i said i I think the set deck is really interesting um i don't know yeah i i really love everything about it the music is really good um the this score has been one that i'll put on sometimes if i'm if i'm reading or like i just kind of want to zone out and just like kind of nap it's so ambient but like i really love ava's theme i think it's a really pretty theme and i feel like it does suck such a good job at creating like a sense of empathy for us as the audience like we those scenes where uh like like there's there's scenes where caleb is talking with ava and the music almost sounds like like a beating heart mm-hmm. and it's really like anxiety provoking and then we'll switch right from that to ava goes to grab her drawings or she's putting on her clothes and then all of a sudden it's a very touching scene and the, like the yeah. beating heart that that like that scene you're talking about that was a little distracting for me honestly like i was like is there something i thought there was something in my house i was like that's not coming out of the movie right <laughs> so i paused really? i paused the movie and i was like what is that noise and it's like oh it's from the tv yeah like it was a little bit, it distracted me a little bit. <laughs> okay, gotcha. That's funny. But yeah, I, I loved those scenes. Um, I, It's kind of funny because like I, Tyler, you were talking about how like there's no malice or anything. Like like she's just a robot. She's doing what she was created to do. But those scenes, Alex is able to convince me almost like it's a touring test for us where I yeah. feel empathy for this robot i feel like i'm projecting my human emotions onto her and thinking this is what she must be feeling right now going through and i think that that's really cool to be able to do yeah no i i completely agree with you about that and i think uh you know uh one of the things that really makes this movie special is the complexity of how you feel toward all three different characters. Mm-hmm. Like you feel very differently toward each character at different points. Mm. Um, like, you know, we talked obviously about Nathan that he's super magnetic, but very, uh, um, he is very malicious. Like he's a very uh, malintended person. Um, and then you have Caleb who is like, you're, you're sort of rooting for him, but then at, at other times you're sort of like, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. He's, he's unlikable in part because he's, uh, I don't know. He's a shill. Like, it's like, dude, like have some, 
have some balls, you know? Like uh-huh. I found myself like simultaneously like pitying him and very frustrated. Yeah. 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 He's a extremely frustrating character. It, uh, I feel like it's easy also to think that Domino Gleason maybe gets overshadowed by the other two, but I think he does an incredible job as well. Like, oh, I think he, he holds plays his own. Caleb really well. Yeah. Yeah, the the scene when um he's confronting Nathan about uh and and Nathan's sort of like revealing to him that like he's been spying on him the whole time and and literally like crafted Ava based on his like porn search history and mm-hmm. you know like like all that like I I was so frustrated with Caleb and and I honestly didn't like him in that at that point in the movie yeah I I had that thought where like I had I was thinking I was like I feel like this is a moment where I should feel a lot of sympathy for him, but I, I just didn't feel it. Yeah. And I was, I was wondering if that was a me thing. No. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was, uh, I think it was on the page. Yeah. Yeah. Which is wild. Yeah. I feel like there's a perfect shot in this movie. Maybe scene is the better word for it, where it's like, it's the culmination of everything working extremely well together. It's Domino Gleason's, acting it's the cinematography and then it's the use of sound when you just see him banging on the glass uh, and you can't hear it at all yeah and it's a kind of a haunting oh scene. Very. it makes me feel so claustrophobic oh yeah <laughs> it's like it it makes me like kind of gives me chills a little bit yeah but it's just yeah it's a powerful scene yeah do you think he figured out a way to get out or do you think he died i think he died i think he i died. think he died yeah what do you think uh ava's doing now that's what i was wondering like how long if she was programmed just to escape? Like, what is she doing now? Yeah, and like, how how can she function in the? And how can she function in the world? And what what even would she want to do? Yeah, right. Like everything know. would must feel so pointless. That's her choice. I'm just interested to see what she'll do. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, I think I I truly think that she will just can like perpetually like essentially try to escape. Like Inception. So, like yeah, sort of, yeah. Like it's just, in, it's yeah. Like she just has to always be trying to escape, and sh- I think she'll probably eventually, um, like I guess, die. I don't know if "die" is the right word, but like, yeah, get shut yeah. off, terminate, <laughs> yeah. cease to function, yeah. <laughs> cease to function. Uh, like as a as a result of that, somehow, like it's very Westworldy in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. You you never really watched Westworld, right? No, but I know a little bit about it. Yeah, it's very Westworldy in a sense where it's like, you know, the um, the programming is giving an illusion of choice, but they're ultimately always bound back to the programming at some level, and no matter how many times they think that they've you know beaten the programming, uh, then like the other shoe drops or another layers pulled off and you see that that's still just the programming in effect. Like it's still just even, even what seems like getting off loop in Westworld terms, um, like feels like freedom or escape or choice. It's still just part of the programming. And I think that Ava's doomed to that same kind of a fate. Like, I think Ava may think that she even has she might think that she can think right exactly because she's programmed to think that she can think um but she's just gonna be she's gonna be bound to that and i think it'll ultimately be her demise like she won this round so to speak but she won't continue to forever jake how'd you feel about the gel wear or the liquid wear whatever you called it her brain Oh, I thought it was stupid. <laughs> <laughs> the, there were a couple moments that I thought were really stupid. The worst one for me where I was so taken out of it that I had to pause and like look at what was happening was when he's uh, hacking the security system. And I was like, well, one, what are you doing? Why, why, what are you hacking? You have his, you've escalated your privilege. You, you have his badge. Yeah. You can do whatever you want. Yeah. Why are you, what are you hacking? And second of all, I had to pause and I was like, what are you, you just, uh, why are you writing this little Python script to, to, uh, you know, solve a problem 
that what you you know like, find some prime numbers he's, yeah well, yeah but that it, it, it's the basis of modern encryption and the, doing that would take years for the computer to do yeah and so i was like what's the point why are you doing this this is making any i paused it i, I paused it i read everything that it was, i was like this is stupid uh, <laughs> it really took me out of it that's uh, interesting it was i heard yeah. somewhere in the coding uh there's an isbn number that goes to a book that's all about like ai Huh. Oh, that's a fun Easter egg. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I didn't, I, I, I got frustrated and moved on. Uh, we're not frustrated, but it just, I, it just had to be like, this isn't important. Yeah. You know, yeah. and I just had to get back to it, but it, it just kept taking me out. <laughs> Zach, do you ever feel that way about like movies about like nurses? Yeah, definitely sometimes. Yeah. It pulls you out when they're like doing things completely wrong. Yeah. But I feel like the thing though is that I've, uh, Maybe I haven't seen enough medical stuff because I feel like there's more like medical TV shows than there yeah. are movies. Sure. I'm I'm even struggling to think of like a medical movie right now. Um, but I feel like the more, English Patient. I haven't seen that movie. I don't think that's actually it's, a it's, medical movie. It's not. <laughs> okay, you could have told me. I was like, I wouldn't have thought that either. But maybe it is. Uh, there's a there's a, a movie on Netflix right now called The Good Nurse about a nurse who uh, like. It was based on a true story as well that they theorized that he probably killed a certain amount of people that if he truly did, it would have made him the most prolific serial killer in like American history, mm-hmm. which sounds pretty crazy. It's Eddie Redmayne. Kind of want to watch that. Oh. I haven't watched it yet. Um, but anyways, I feel like typically the the medical shows that make those kind of like dumb mistakes where you're able to see it and be like, okay, that would never happen are usually not great shows. Mm. right that i'm really watching so like i i did used to watch scrubs quite a bit and i think jake had said in a past episode that scrubs was actually deemed like the most medically accurate show and there were times where i had watched an episode be like oh yeah like that totally does happen or like that's like an actual assessment tool that like medical professionals use which was kind of cool but i think i've made like more so seen people post clips online of like look how stupid this was and yeah it it happens sometimes Mm -hmm. i uh i will say i get totally taken out of movies uh in pretty much anything that involves a gun like i grew up like shooting a lot i grew Uh up around guns my you know just how they're handling them you mean uh how and the noises that they make oh Mm. like uh, I can't tell you how many times I've heard someone pull out a gun that makes a caulking sound and there's no hammer on that gun. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that that's not a sound that that gun makes. Uh, and then like handling too, like I can't tell you how many times I've seen someone holding a gun on someone and then they chamber around. Oh yeah, they're like holding it, and then they're like, "You're not serious," and then like, and then they cock it, and it's like there was no bullet in that gun, (laughs) like, and especially shotguns. It's uh, every shotgun. It's always a pump action shotgun, Uh and they're holding a gun on somebody, and it's like, uh, and their way to show I'm serious is now I'm putting a bullet in. And it's like, why? Or they're hitting just the, the little trigger down there and ejecting a shell yeah, that was already Yeah, there. and it's like, what What are you doing? Like, but it, like, there are things like that that just always, like, yeah, movies can't be like that accurate or real because. Yeah, and that's the thing. And so that, that's why I always, I just, I find myself and I'm like, well, this is not important. And I, I really dislike the people who are like, this is a dumb movie. I won't watch it because of these reasons. It's like, that's not what the, it, that's not important to yeah. the story. Like if right. it was something key and, but it's like, this isn't what the movie's about. Right. So let's just buy into it and move on. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Totally. Totally. Like if the movie was actually about like the creation of AI and like yeah. the coding that went into it and then that was on screen. Yeah. It would have been, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who knows what I would have thought about that. But it's like, it's like at a, at a certain point, like you just have to be a good watcher and a good audience member and just buy into what's there you yeah. know and just go along with it yeah it's part of being a good audience member like clapping at like really inspirational scenes <laughs> <laughs> 
that that's the thing that takes Jake most out of movies <laughs> is, is watching you. them with Scott. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For, I don't know why I still, I, I guess it's just because I love Scott. Unfortunately, uh, we, we will go to movies and he knows I hate movie clappers and he'll look me in the face <laughs> and then he'll just start clapping and he'll, he has never failed to get the entire theater to clap <laughs> in any movie. Well, what's the last movie you clapped in and what scene was it? It, I mean, mo- it's a, probably a Marvel movie. Yeah, mostly these days we get together for the Marvel movies to see them, uh-huh. and that's so easy to get somebody to clap in. I yeah. for sure did it multiple times in Spider Man. Yeah, um, I'm trying to think of what was the most recent one we went and saw. We saw one this year. Yeah, I don't remember what came out though. I don't remember either. Yeah, but yeah, he he's never failed to start a clap. I I normally just like lean over, like look him right in the <laughs> eyes, and coming. then I start. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think it was Spider. Oh uh, no, Spider Man was last year. Uh huh. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. But yeah, that's a uh, oh, Thor. Yeah. Oh Thor. Yeah. That's one of my least favorite things about you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what's funny is I never. I used to hate them too, and then I realized Jake hated them, and then I found a way to make it fun. Yeah. <laughs> so now I don't hate it as much. Yeah. Because I get to partake and lead. Yeah. <laughs> I, here's the thing is like, I, I don't have that in me where I would hate it just as much if I was doing it, <laughs> you know, what, uh, what about this movie? If anything doesn't work for you guys, like Jake, you mentioned, you know, the, the, some of the science behind it. Um, anything else for you guys? Um, I, I don't know. I feel like, and maybe I just didn't get maybe she did a a much better job and that just didn't portray. I feel like I wouldn't have made the same decisions that uh, whatever his name, Caleb made. Mm. What would you have done? I would have known she was a machine and I wouldn't have tried to help her break out. You wouldn't have fallen in love with her. I I think that is why Caleb was picked. Yeah. He Uh was, he was picked because he was a little simp boy. Yeah. Well, was it more, he was picked and then everything was designed around him. I think that, I think that like her face was designed around him, but I think that they were looking for this kind of person. Like, or Nathan was looking for this kind of person. Yeah. And then he tailored some things to him specifically, but mm-hmm. I think in general, he wanted somebody like Caleb. Yeah. That's my read too. Yeah. So you're saying I wouldn't have gotten picked. I don't think you would no. have gotten picked, but I think that's a compliment. But Simps, <laughs> I, I do think oh, though a week at that super cool house would have been really fun. Oh yeah. <laughs> I guess, but Look how it ended. That was that was one of my, which is kind of funny that like if he had just not signed that NDA, he would have. He would have just hung out. Been way off. Or had the way better he really wanted. Yeah. yeah. But it is kind of funny that like I loved that line when he's like, bro, if you don't want to sign it, like we can just hang out. We can, we can bro out all week, talk some code, you know, like I just, I think Nathan is, um, is funny in that way. Mm-hmm. There's another line that he said, but I think he said that knowing that it would actually egg him on to sign. It. Oh, oh, for sure. sure. Yeah. For sure. Um, but, um, one of my favorite lines that he says, that always cracks me up. I think he's drunk and he says like, look, man, like, like you're a cool guy, like instant pals and all. Or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's like, he's such a jerk. Yeah, he is. I think all my favorite scenes were the two of them. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Oh yeah. Yeah. They had the best, chemistry Mm -hmm. uh like i think alicia vikander crushed it but uh the caleb and nathan chemistry was by far stronger than caleb and ava yeah and i think it kind of has to because she's i mean she's having to be a machine and so she's like i feel like if they had more lot of more chemistry it would have been weird yeah you're right Mm -hmm. that's true that's a good point yeah you gotta you gotta stay in that lane Uh uh-huh yeah and your guys' first watch of it, did you guys think that Ava was going to save Caleb or leave him there? I thought she was going to save him. I thought she was going to save him 100%. Yeah, I, I don't remember, but I think that I probably thought she would save him. Did you? I went back and forth. I think I was... I I leaned towards save until she stabbed him. Oh, <laughs> Sure. And then at that point, I was like, okay, she's not going to go back and, <laughs> and get him. <laughs> yeah. But like through that point, like she left uh, the other robot with the knife and everything. And I was like, mm-hmm. okay, like she's still like pretending to have some kind of a moral code a little bit. Sure. Just to, I think, get around this last situation. So, 
I do have a question for you guys. What is your read on Kyoko? What do you mean? That's the character that I was like a little confused about. Uh, like I, I wasn't really sure like how aware she was of the situation. Like at times it felt like she was just like a, like a less developed version of Ava. But then I also wasn't sure if she was kind of scheming the whole time as well. She seemed like, cause they, I had thought that they were giving us the impression that she was aware because they gave us some pretty significant looks at her listening in on things, you know? And like, yeah. like she had like, you know, like a light of, which makes me wonder, like, was she, was she kind of scheming? I think that she understood more than Nathan wanted Caleb to believe, but I didn't, I didn't get the impression she was scheming. Cause then there were other times where it seemed like, is she like, she seems specifically programmed like at a very like much lower level just to respond to like when Caleb walks in and she instantly starts like undressing, like she, it didn't seem like there was a lot of like consciousness going on in that moment, you know? Uh-huh. And so, but then there's a scene where like she walks into where Ava is and that scene kind of confuses me a little bit because it almost made me think like, is she like, she is almost like initiating like a collaboration between the two. Like, are they going to plot together? What scene? When did she do that? Uh, it was towards the end. Yeah. She just went into the Ava area. It was when um, Domino Gleason and Oscar Isaac were having that final conversation around that he was like watching her. Oh, it was like right before the ten o'clock red red alert. Interesting. Yeah, I don't. I don't know that I remember that. Her going in there. So I. I don't even. I. I that wasn't weighing in on my thoughts on her. But mm-hmm. to me, it felt like she was just like her. With like her like comprehension, all that was just to hint more and more at the fact that Nathan is a liar and there's something going on here that Caleb is not privy to. And then we're like, that's what it felt like to me. To me, I, it kind of just struck me that she had some kind of like restraining code or something on her. Yeah. Like she was fully conscious and aware, but she wasn't able to act on it. Mm, okay. Um, and then at the end there, when they're in the hallway, they're like, t- like she's like whispering things and like saying yeah. something, you don't hear what it is. I took that as somehow she was able to release that part of the code. Like and Ava was? Yeah. So Ava oh, then unleashed okay. her to like be essentially fully whatever she wants again. So then I guess just like well, what provoked her to go to Ava then earlier before that? I don't know. I don't know either. I don't know. But she didn't really like, cause she just, I mean, all like she just left her stand in there. Well, uh, the, the, what's, what's the other robot's name? Ava or Kyoko? Kyoko. She Kyoko just left, left Kyoko standing there. Ava you know? left Kyoko standing yeah, there? Yeah, like, it's not like anything happened. Like, Kyoko was just, just big chilling after that. <laughs> uh, which scene are you talking about right now? At the end. Like, uh-huh. like, it's not, it's not like Kyoko is like suddenly more conscious or anything. Like, she walks, she doesn't really stab him. He walks into her knife and then she doesn't move for the rest of the movie. You know, so it's not like she had some sort of awake. I was saying, like, I don't feel like she had any sort of awakening or anything or mm-hmm. was like uninhibited at that point. Like she seemed, if anything, more inhibited after that. Mm, okay. I don't Interesting. Know. Yeah. I'm not sure. <clears throat> I will say, uh, I, you know, uh, this movie did not have a director's commentary, but it did have um, at South by Southwest, they did a panel with um, Oscar Isaac, the two composers, uh, and Alex Garland. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think I agree with Jake now that uh, I want to try to not learn things about people anymore. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I don't know. Jake's about to learn something. Is it about Oscar Isaac? No. Okay. No. (laughs) Thank God. Yeah. Yeah. No, Alex Garland is a dick. Uh, Okay. The I don't, the I don't writer, know director. Yeah. I don't know much about him, so that that's not a blow to me. Yeah, it was a it was a bummer for me because I think he's a super talented filmmaker. It was uh-huh. a bummer for me too when Tyler told me. Uh, but he uh, like this interviewer was like just someone from Wired magazine uh-huh. and like just asking questions and like asked a couple of like really like thoughtful like questions. Like she was like, yeah, you know, um, like do you think that like you know like is there like some feminism, like, you know, discussion to be had here? She asked that. And then like a question about like 
Ava's sexuality? Like, is her sexuality real or is it just like a manipulation tactic? Um, and uh, then, uh, oh, and then asked a question about like God. And every single time he just like put this reporter down, like for just being an idiot, like, no, don't be stupid. Like, that's a dumb question. And it was like, that's geez, bro. Like <laughs> these are like really good questions about your like movie that is supposed to be super thought provoking. Yeah. Like, or maybe he just felt stupid in the moment. And so he thought, put her down so that I don't have to actually answer. I don't think so. It didn't come off that way for like sure. It was like, a, oh man, I didn't think about that. You're stupid. Yeah, maybe, <laughs> but I doubt it. He was so condescending. I was yeah. like, dude, I hate, I hate Alex Garland now. That's yeah. a bummer. Yeah. I, I don't know anything about him, so it doesn't bother me. To yeah. Know that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm not happy to learn that there are like more dicks in the world than I thought. <laughs> You know? Was that like one more than you thought? No, but it, it's, it's, it's just like learning about a specific person that's, okay. that's like not nice. I'm not like, yeah, awesome. You know? I'm like, that's I honestly nice. assume most people in Hollywood are. Hmm. Oh, interesting. That's like my, that's like my resting that's, state. It's probably, yeah. It's probably wise. Yeah, yeah exactly. It, it, it's better to be proved wrong on that than to be proved wrong the other yeah. way. Yeah. It's, uh, it reminds me of uh, John Mulaney. Uh, talks about in one of his stand-up specials. He was like, oh yeah, you know, got to meet all these famous people and someone asked me like, are they nice? And he's like, of course they're not. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, I met Mick Jagger and like, he just he just said, diet Coke and one appeared in his hand and he's like, that's his life. Like, no, that's not nice, but it works. <laughs> like, <laughs> I did have a thought watching this movie. If, you know, back in the, very first Captain America movie, if they didn't have the technology to make Chris Evans look really scrawny, they could have just cast Donald Gleason in that part. Ah, uh, <laughs> yes. He, was he looked just like a scrawny cat. Free super serum. <laughs> yeah. Chris just a Rogers, little too tall. His name is, yeah. <laughs> Donald Gleason. I mean, he is a very, uh, like he's got a very unfortunate looking body. I don't, I don't mean to body shame, but he does. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I'll, I'll, a plus one there. <laughs> You'll upvote that opinion. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, what do you guys say? Uh, unless anyone has a, any final uh, things to throw in there. What do you guys say? We put this one to bed and in do in so doing put season three to bed. Season three to bed. Zach, Zach can stop putting up any pretense at simping at this point. Mm -hmm. Do you yeah. guys have a uh, favorite season three moments? Uh, yeah, I think I have a few. Maybe we could like put together a compilation for the fans. Let's do a bonus episode. <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> Is it going to be Zach laughing for 10 minutes? No, the, <laughs> the other one. Okay. <laughs> cool. Well, I'll go first uh, since it's my movie. Uh, I'm going to give this an 8.5 um, killer robots that aren't really AI. <laughs> Uh, I don't really know where to go from here. Jake. Uh, I'm going to give it an 8.3 wet, wet brains. <laughs> what does he call it? Wet Tyler? I think it was wetware. Yeah, sure. Wetware. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You said gelware earlier, uh -huh. and I was oh, like, that's not right. I was like, is he talking about some clothing decision? Like, that was, I, I was like, are you like, is that the, the suit shoe? that Alicia Vikander had to wear to look like a robot? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to give this uh, 9.2 uh, terrifying bald bosses. Mm -hmm. uh, Zach? I'm going to give it 9.4 instant pals. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This comes out to an 88%. Um, that brings it to movie number 13 out of 119. Ooh, it got close to crack in the top 10. Um, and so once again, the other guys gave this a 92%, uh, and then IMDb gave it a 7.7. .7, so actually a bit of gap there, but we came closer to the other guys on this one. What a way for Scott to just solidify his, uh, his place on top at the end of this season. Oh, for the season three top. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. If you keep picking Tyler and I's favorite movies, <laughs> yeah. Keep happening. yeah. So I averaged an 80%, uh, this season. Um, Zach, you averaged a 72%. Tyler, you averaged a 65%. And then Jake, 
came in second place with an average of 74%. Hell hey. yeah, brother. <laughs> Started from the bottom, now you're here. Yeah, wait, what did you have, Scott? 80? 80. And I was 74. I was yeah. six points behind you? Yeah, 6%. Yeah. Wow. And I was 72? You were 72. Oh, see, we were close. You guys were yeah, really close. We were pretty close. Um, Zach had the highest other guys rating this season uh, and the highest IMDb rating this season. So you came in mm. with what a lot of other people thought were the best movies. We just didn't agree. Sorry. Yeah, it, it's a broken system. <laughs> I feel like we uh, radicalized Zach a little bit when he realized that my <laughs> movies were getting higher ratings. Yeah, yeah. Is that season four, Zach? I radicalized? Think so. <laughs> I think so. Are you just going to become like a like a terrorist for yeah, the? Pod? I don't know. I don't He's know how I would do that. I don't know. You're, but you're 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 angry at the system. So soon I enough, am. you're going to rebel against I'm, it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm a little red pilled yeah. in this uh, <laughs> in this podcast. Based Tyler. Zach for season four. <laughs> <laughs> Tyler came in with the lowest uh, other guys and the lowest IMDb, oh. and then we agreed. Kept <laughs> 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 him in the low spot. Um, funny enough, uh, Jake and Tyler, you guys tied on runtime average at 126.8 minutes. Oh, wow. wow. That's, That's pretty specific. Very specific. Yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, Zach, you were three minutes longer than them, and then I was another seven minutes longer than you. Um, once again, I had the biggest budgets <laughs> by a little bit. What what's your uh, cumulative total? Uh... Um, so this is looking at through next season since we already have all those movies in. Okay. Um, but total stats, my budget average is fifty point four million. Uh, the next highest is uh, Jake at twenty eight million. Okay. And wow. <laughs> Jeez. And then you, Tyler, at twenty seven point six, and then Zach at twenty seven point two. Okay. So you guys are all within 800,000 of each other. <laughs> and then I have double that. You double that. <laughs> yeah. um, and then as far as returns, uh, I'm at 313 million. So I average like a six X on, on mine. And then um, Jake is at 133. So he averages about a four X. Uh, Zach is 129. So he's also around a four X. And then Tyler is at 166. So you actually average uh, a little bit over 5X. Hey. I think you should uh, really get in there and do some adjusting for inflation for all of our movies. <laughs> so figure it it's out. not my fault you're picking movies from the 40s, Jim. <laughs> I'm just saying, I feel like I could have higher returns on investments here. Uh. <laughs> well, the I, ROIs wouldn't change if I adjusted for inflation. But if we're just throwing an unweighted average of everything I have, or an unweighted sum of everything I have, and then saying this is what I would have, like a bigger number. But not the, your four x or three x wouldn't change. Your ROI wouldn't change because both are scaling at the same rate. Yeah, I I don't feel like getting into it, <laughs> but I feel like some weighting. Uh, would affect some things. <laughs> also, does this have any bearing on... No. no. The tops want to know, Zach. I just want to just know that I can make... That my movies can bring in the money. <laughs> right? Yeah. Oh, man. Well, um, hey, Tots, uh, thank you guys so much for uh, giving us another season. Um, it's just been so much fun for all of us, and we appreciate you guys listening. And tell your friends. Uh, we will be back in probably February. February of uh, 2023 is uh, where we're slated to come back. Um, and go in, rate, like, and subscribe. Give us a rating on iTunes. Uh, we'd love to hear from you guys uh, in the off season. Um, we hope it's, you it's called Apple podcasts. What, what did I say? iTunes. Yeah, there is no more iTunes. Okay. <laughs> Have a great Thanksgiving and Christmas. I think Thanksgiving's <laughs> passed at this point. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. This comes out the Monday after yeah. Thanksgiving. So I hope you had a great Thanksgiving. Have a great Christmas and, uh, and happy new year. I'm really looking forward to meeting based Zach and, and Zach, me too. Yeah. Zach, yeah. what are we opening up season four with? <laughs> Should I get to it? Yeah. Well, give, give them a teaser. This is going to be the actual best teaser because they actually have to wait. That's a true. Bit, a that's bit true. Of so I, I thought long and hard about this because last year, or I guess this season, this season, I decided to open up with uh, one of the best, like undisputably one of the best films of all time, CK, obviously. And I, I thought, how can I like repeat that? Like what, what even, what other movie even holds a candle to CK? Like, it's just CK and then like nothing else. And then I don't know, maybe Casablanca or something like that. Yeah. And I thought, Oh yeah. Cloud Atlas. 
<laughs> Cloud Atlas seems like the a base movie. The other best film of all time. <laughs> yeah. I think season four is going to be your best yet. I think it will. I mean, I think that the four tens I'm going to get from CA is just going to put me at the top. <laughs> yeah. CK and I can just CA. coast on if, that for the rest of the Jake season. If Jake gives it a perfect 10, I will go against everything in me to also give it a perfect 10. <laughs> <laughs> wow, Scott, I don't want to do that. But I, now that you've said that, I might. <laughs> yeah, so I, we're going to be starting pretty strong. Yeah. And then we're going to Paddington. So, I mean. No, we took that out, remember? Oh, did he, did you for sure take it out? I have not decided on anything. I have so much time going, to decide. We're going down to the Iron Giant. I'm not sure if I'm doing that either. I haven't decided. I just wanted to watch the Iron Giant again. Well, let's let's uh, pull the the toss and see whether they'd rather hear you talk about Paddington Two or Iron Giant. There's a whole other options that I'm considering though. No, but the tots want to know that one. Okay, but also, what if I don't pick either? Then you're going to piss off a lot of tots. Before, we only have like 40 tots. Oh, also, they're going to be very angry. We thought we were waiting for 10,000 downloads, and apparently we're at like 14,000 downloads oh, already. Oh, yeah. Congrats <laughs> yeah. to us and the listeners. Uh, thank you guys for, for 10,000 downloads. That that means that a lot. Like it does mean a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It happened a while ago. It meant a lot when we found out. <laughs> also, any chance of merch? I've had some people ask. I've had a lot of people ask, actually. Oh, have you really? Yeah. I think we should make some merch happen. Then. I think that based Zach is going to put out a lot of shirt ideas. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that's it. Jake, do you want final word of season three? Yeah, I think. Dude, I think this episode is just going to be effed up.